Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. In five, four, three, two, one. It's time for the rundown with Rob Sanders. Well, we're waiting. Welcome into the rundown. It is the Wednesday edition here on Fox Sports Radio 1400 around the world on the iHeartRadio app. My name is Rob Sanders. Thanks for joining us this afternoon. As always, we appreciate it. I tell you what, it's going to be an interesting show today. Why, you say? Well, I'll start with something that's interesting to me anyway. We're going to take a trip down memory lane. But before we do that, I guess this is still kind of a memory lane type thing as well. But Rob Gronkowski has been traded from the New England Patriots to the uh, back to the to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And one of the interesting things about that is that he's coming out of retirement. It's you know he's doing he's the current WWE twenty four seven champion, which they claim he has to defend at any time. But I think the more interesting thing here is that uh, Gronkowski, just a year ago, not even it's a little, not even a year ago, nine months ago, did an interview with NBC News, and his comments kind of make you wonder a little bit. I'm going to play this a uh, little bit of this interview from NBC News with Rob Gronkowski. During the Super Bowl in the second quarter, I took a hit to my quad and literally, like, by the end of the game, I, I really don't even know how I played. Like, my quad was literally that big, like, gigantic. And people just don't really see that type of side of the NFL. And, uh, you know, I played rest of the game. It, it just had to work it out. But for four weeks, I could, you know, I was limping around and I couldn't sleep for more than 30 minutes for four weeks. My leg was just throbbing. People just don't see that side and how big of a mental mental you know how big it can affect your mental stage when you have an injury like that because your whole body your whole mind is just rushing to there so much blood in here you don't have blood flow going anywhere else so you feel fatigued you don't feel any energy and dealing with stuff like that I mean after a while after so many years you know you got to sit back and and you got to you got to re-evaluate your life sure and when you run into situations like that and it's extreme pain, what do they give you for that normally that is sanctioned by the NFL? Um, you know, the NFL does a great job uh, with protecting us, I believe. Uh, I mean, they're coming out with uh, the helmet rules and everything and the concussion protocol and everything. But we know what we're signing up for, though, too. We know that, uh, you know, we're going to be in a collision possibly every single play, depending on your position. Uh, but, I mean, they're, 
there really there really isn't anything to tell you the truth just to manage pain day in and day out yes you can get treatment and everything but there's no there's really no like here take this for for the pain Aaron Hernandez you know you played with him and he had uh, CTE obviously one of the worst that they had ever seen in that situation you fear that um, that the collisions will take that long time long-term toll especially because you're so close uh, with, with someone who was affected by that yes um, and I'm aware of that and that that's why I took the action and, and got away from the game and I was I was I would not lie I was I was walking around my mood swings were totally like up and down and I, I was aware of what was going on with, with my body and my mind and that that's why I had to walk away and um, uh, no lie like I felt my head I used to have liquid it used to be thick like my head used to be thicker like a centimeter of liquid like in some spots and you feel it you know I'd be like what the heck and like you could put indents in my head that's Rob Gronkowski from August of last year basically saying hey uh, I had to play the majority of my career in the NFL in pain I could feel where I'd lost brain fluid where my I'd lost a centimeter of brain 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 fluid that's what this guy is saying kind of crazy kind of crazy when you really stop and think about it you know something though here's the other interesting thing too bill belichick amazes the heck out of me every season what they do up in new england is absurd they got a guy who didn't play football last year and who wasn't going to play for them let's make sure that we understand that he wasn't going to play for them anyway to basically uh, get traded to somewhere else. They don't have to pay him anything. And they're getting a fourth-round pick out of the deal. That's why New England continuously is at the top of the AFC all the time. It comes back down to the old adage that the name on the front of the shirt is better than the name on the back. And it's that way with the Patriots. And I'm not a Patriots fan. Packers fan. But it's amazing to me what the Patriots can do with a little bit here and a little bit there. Interesting stuff there with New England yesterday trading someone off the woodpile that's not playing anymore and they get a fourth round pick. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're wondering how to run a franchise, that's how you do it. No disrespect to Tom Brady. Tom Brady's great. Not I'm not this isn't me being one of the people that hate Tom Brady because I don't hate Tom Brady. But I do think that in reality he played for a heck of a franchise up there. And I'm wondering if he's going to be able to continue to uh, to have a great the great seasons that he's been having. That's why, like, Tampa Bay fans are outstanding, man. They're, oh, we're, you know, if you look at Las Vegas, they're profiting off this because, like, their their chances to win the NFC went up, like, a good bit. I mean, it's a mess if you're trying to follow all the betting stuff. But he their um percentage to win the Super Bowl jumped which was interesting to me all of this because of Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski 
a guy who was retired and decided to come back. And now Percy Harvin wants to play. He's been out of the league for three years. I don't know what I don't know what people think about all this stuff, man. I mean, when they're okay, I'm going to retire and then I'm going to come back. But you want to know something about Tampa Bay? In reality, I think that Brady's contract was what two years. At 41 years old, they gave a guy a two-year contract. At 41, if you're playing in the NFL, you are an absolute dinosaur, in my opinion. Gronkowski's contract is one year at $10 million. I'm willing to bet that in the next, by the end of this coming season, they're going to wish they kept Jameis Winston. They're going to wish that they didn't give up that fourth-round pick to the New England Patriots. In fact, I'll make my bold prediction now on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I still call them the Yuccaneers because they were so terrible when I was growing up. For the Buccaneers, I've got them going 7-9. and 7-9. That's where they're going to go. If you want to respond to that, 803-978-1832. 803-978-1832 is the number to call. And that's if they get Percy Harvin back, which... Is he going to sign with them or not? I don't know. We'll definitely see there. All right, some other notes here. I I wanted to go back and look at, you know, the NFL draft is tomorrow, and there always seems to be a, oh, my goodness, this guy is going to be the absolute best ever. I don't know if you've heard about this guy, but it's going to be the best ever. But then again, you have NFL draft. I don't want to call them bust, but let's be honest. There are a lot of guys that were really highly looked upon that were ended up being hot garbage. So I thought it'd be cool to go back 10 years and look at the NFL draft. And bear with me this segment. If you want to respond to any of these, 803-978-1832. The number one pick in the 2010 draft was Sam Bradford from Oklahoma. Yes, he's the only, only the second player to win the Heisman Trophy as a sophomore. Was injury prone, and you have to throw those into the mix because you can't make the club if you're in the tub. That's the old statement there. But Bradford ended up playing for St. Louis for four seasons, Philadelphia for one, Minnesota for two, and Arizona in 2018 before he retired. Went 34-48-1 as a starter and no playoff appearances. There's your number one pick. Write that down. Take a picture. That's what you got. And the reason I'm bringing some of these up is because tomorrow night, you'll have every NFL draft expert in the world, the Mel Kuypers and all those guys. They'll be telling you, this is a game-changing player. This is a guy that's going to change the face of this franchise. No. (laughs) There is no player, in my opinion, in this draft pool that will change a franchise. Now, LSU fans are, they act like large children when it comes to Joe Burrows. In their mind, Joe Burrows, like, invented football. Absolutely invented it, and he's going to go 
to Cincinnati, and he's going to throw passes to himself, and he'll catch them himself, and then he'll run into the end zone, and then he'll go and play safety and intercept like four passes at a time because he's from Ohio, and playing in Cincinnati is where he's supposed to be. That's the logic that they have. And they'll tell you that he's the game changer forever. Like forever. He's the best quarterback in forever if you ask an LSU fan. Maybe that's because all of their quarterbacks before him absolutely sucked. Jamarcus Russell, all these guys, they absolutely sucked. That's why LSU only has four national titles instead of about six or seven that they should have because they didn't have any quarterbacks that could actually play. Okay? Everything lined up for Joe Burrows in last season. He took the, the players that he had around him and the great coaching... The great coaching was the best part. Took all of that and ran it to an absolutely great season. So, I say that because I look at some of these these players in this draft. Wow. Nadamakan Sue at number two for Detroit. Uh, he was one of the most feared defenders. I think he, 58 and a half career sacks, five Pro Bowl appearances. Detroit got that pick correct. That is a player that actually did something and was worthy of the number two pick. Gerald McCoy played for Tampa Bay for eight seasons, six Pro Bowl nods. They got that pick right for the Tampa Bay Bucks. The number four pick was Trent Williams out of um, for Washington. You know, he's a seven-time Pro Bowler. When you make that many Pro Bowls, that's a good pick. Eric Berry for Tennessee was at number five with Kansas City. He's had his career up and down a little bit. He did have an all-pro season in 2016, but he's dealt with cancer, so he's had some issues. But when he's on the field, he's actually done it right. So you could say Kansas City got a good pick there. Russell Okung, the offensive tackle for Oklahoma State. Um, He's played all 16 games in a season only once. He is a two-time Pro Bowler, and he did win a Super Bowl ring in, in Seattle. So... You could say he's had a good career. Joe Hayden, drafted by Cleveland, now plays for Pittsburgh, is a two-time Pro Bowler, 27 career interceptions at the number 7 pick. I think that's fair. He's still in the league, still with the uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. That move makes sense. Uh, Rolando McLean, the linebacker at Oakland, had substance abuse problems, and his career was pretty much cut short. Number 9 was C.J. Spiller, the... Of course, the running back from Clemson. He did have a Pro Bowl season in 2012. 1,703 yards from scrimmage and 18. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. 
many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. These, but he broke his collarbone in 2014, and it seemed like after he broke his collarbone, he kind of just really couldn't get his footing. He did play in the NFL for seven seasons. Four of them with Buffalo, one in New Orleans, one with the Jets, one with uh, Seattle, and one with Kansas City. At the number nine pick, if you play seven seasons in the NFL as a running back, I'd say that's a halfway decent pick. As I look down some of the rest of these, though, some of these guys I've never heard of. Anthony Davis, number 11, the offensive tackle for Rutgers, played six seasons with the 49ers. Uh, Ryan Matthews, a running back for Fresno State, got out of football in 2016. Brandon Graham, a, demi- a defensive end from Michigan. This kid went, was like, everybody loved this guy. I say kid, he's, he's like, you know, 30 now. But the reality is, is that everybody loved this guy back then. And he did have a, a strip sack of Tom Brady that helped Philly in their Super Bowl win. So that's interesting, too. Look at some of these other picks as you move later down, though. Earl Thomas played for Seattle for eight seasons and was a great safety for Texas. Did his thing. That's a great pick at 14. Jason Pierre-Paul, the defensive end, picked by the New New York Giants. Now, when he was on the field, he was absolutely outstanding. But let's remember, this is the idiot that decided to light firecrackers in his hand. Not the brightest guy in the world blew half of his hand off. All right, so you win some, you lose some, I guess. On the field, he was great. Derek Morgan, the defensive end from Georgia Tech, has had a good couple of seasons for Tennessee. Still playing with that franchise up until last season. Uh, Some other names, and these are names near the bottom of the draft. Marquise Pouncey, remember him, the big center from Florida. Uh, Eight Pro Bowl nods. In 10 seasons. Think about that. Missed one season with a broken leg. I give you these things here because everybody will be talking tomorrow about, oh, this is the top five picks in the draft. This is where you want to be. If I'm the Giants at four, I'm trading down. I'm trading down. If you are dead set that Joe Burrow is the quarterback that you want, which I'm sorry, he's not. I just don't think that... I think, as I said, the sample size is just not there. But if you think that's the guy that you want and your football people tell you that, then you should stay at number one. And I know that you have to have a quarterback to win in the NFL. I get that. I definitely get that. But a lot of times, quarterbacks get drafted after number one. You can get a good quarterback anywhere else in a lot of different spots. It's going to be interesting to see how these guys tune up later on and how they go from being the number one pick or the number two pick, etc., and the mark that they make in the game.
I give you the guys from 2010. Some of them aren't even in the NFL anymore. Some of them are, have been in and have done some great stuff. But it also shows the draft is an inexact science. Nobody really knows. Nobody really knows. If you want to respond to any of that, 803-978-1832, 803-978-1832. Green Bay picked Brian Beluga in 2010, uh, played right tackle for Green Bay forever, and has been a good player. Des Bryant, the wide receiver from Oklahoma State, yeah, he was pretty good. Uh, remember pick number 25, Denver, taking Tim Tebow. Wow. Interesting stuff there. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, we'll head out to the phones, and we will take your calls at 803-978-1832, 803-978-1832. This is The Rundown. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio 1400. We'll touch on spring sports around the state as far as the high school level goes are canceled. We'll get into that in just a moment. But NFL Draft Talk first. Out to the phones we go. Good afternoon. Welcome into the rundown. Hello. Good afternoon. Welcome into the rundown. All right, Doug, are you there? All right, Doug's got to call me back. All right, well, I'll tell you what. Doug was going to talk a little bit about the uh, NFL draft. But um, if you want to call in and talk about that, 803-978-1832. I think it's interesting that everybody is so gung-ho on Joe Burrows being the number one quarterback when in all actuality he only played two seasons in college. One of them was statistically the best season ever. The other one, kind of an average season. So, yeah. There's that. Out to the phones we go again. Good afternoon. Welcome into the rundown. Yeah, hey, sorry about that. I'm not sure what happened, but uh, yeah, I just really call in to basically agree with you. I, I love the NFL draft as much as anybody else, you know, watching the NFL, playing fantasy, all that. But, it, I mean, just the sheer statistics of, you know, number one and how they pan out or not, they uh, – you know, they don't seem to. <laughs> anyway, like Joe Burrow, you know, I, I wish the guy the best, but, you know, the first pick is always kind of destined to go to a, you know, a team that's not so great because they did so poorly the year before. That's true. Ne- next year, it, you know, Trevor Lawrence is going to be all the rage and the, the same fate probably awaits him too. Um, you know, again, not, not rooting against him, but for the, for the exact same reasons and by the extension of the same logic that Joe Burrow is, you know, you can't really tell. Um, it'd just be interesting to see, but you know, I'll be there. I'll be watching the draft for sure. Hey, man, I appreciate you joining us here on the rundown, but thanks so much. All right, yeah, and I, I think that too. But then again, yeah, it, this question comes to mind: if you're in the NFL draft, if you're in the NFL draft and you're a quarterback, wouldn't you rather like, I don't know, have two a tongue of viola? issues or whatever issue that you can have that will drop you from having to play for a suck team like Cincinnati. Wouldn't you rather go and, and maybe maybe play for a team that's like right on the cusp? Right on the cusp of being just absolutely awesome. You know, I was looking at uh, New England stuff yesterday and you know I mentioned them being so great earlier. New England has, I think it's they have over 20 picks in the next two drafts. 
when you think about it, they can bundle all those picks together, and they're going to need a quarterback unless whoever they end up having up there wows them. But let's be honest. They, they're going to take a, a, a whole bunch of those picks, and they're going to move up. And it wouldn't surprise me if they went for the quarterback next year, if they tried to get in on the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes for next year, or the Justin Fields sweepstakes, whichever quarterback it is that they like. Okay? I think they would move up. And don't be surprised if they took some picks and maybe moved up in this draft. I think that's what they want. They're, they're never sleeping on draft day. Up in New England, by the way. 803-978-1832. 803-978-1832. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm tired of talking about COVID-19, but I have to bring this up today. Governor Henry McMaster and um, the SC Department of Education Superintendent Molly Spearman announced today that schools will remain closed for the rest of the year because of the coronavirus. I think um, I think that's kind of the right thing to do because you can't really. I mean, I have a nine-year-old daughter. She runs around hugging everybody. Not that she's diseased, but it's just how kids are. But schools and sports have been are pretty much done for the rest of the season, and that kind of sucks for all the spring sport athletes. So, if you know somebody that does play in one of the spring sports, give them a give them a. I don't know, give him a call, tweet at him, whatever you need to do. So there you go with that. 803-978-1832. Positive Mike says, I've heard they may move up and take Herbert this year. I think that Herbert, under the right system, big strong arm player, can do a lot for uh, New England. And wouldn't it be interesting if they got them this year, and they're kind of in a transition year, where they win... They win seven, eight games, but they let the quarterback basically do what Peyton Manning did his uh, his rookie season, where he played pretty much every game, and he threw twenty eight interceptions. But they went from like three and thirteen to thirteen and three. Uh, Bill Belichick's a better coach than Jim Moore was with Indianapolis, and they're not going to go three and thirteen by any stretch of the imagination. But they could. I think they could go 8-8. Eight and eight. And if they got any consistency at quarterback and they're able to piece together enough offense, they could go 8-8, eight 9-7, and, eight, and seven, maybe 10-6. and six. You never know with the, uh, the folks from New England. You never know. 803-978-1832. 803-978-1832. Shout-out to the folks that are Boston Red Sox fans. I know that you all are sitting there thinking, oh my goodness, we, we the, the ruling came down from the commissioner and our video guy is going to be suspended, but in reality, nothing really happened to the Red Sox. You were still cheating. And I know that the Red Sox, well, that's not, you were still cheating. You were stealing signs and doing all kinds of stuff. And I think if you're stealing signs electronically, that, that's just terrible. It's absolutely terrible. I'm one of those guys that think that the Houston Astros cheated and probably don't deserve their World Series trophy. The Boston Red Sox, though, are just as bad. They just didn't get caught as bad. They weren't banging trash cans and everything else. But they're they're terrible, just like uh, just like uh, Houston and everybody else. 
you want to call and talk about that, I may bring that up. That story just dropped like right before we went on the air today. And uh, that that story amazes me because Red Sox fans will be telling you, oh, well, we didn't do anything wrong. Well, yeah, you did. Uh, yeah, you did. People don't like to admit when they get caught cheating. If it's bad enough that they're stripping draft picks from you, which is what has happened to the through the Red Sox, as I bring up the article now, J.T. Watkins without pay for one year and stripped the team of its second-round pick this year after completing its investigations into allegations that the team stole signs during the 2018 season. Alex Cora is suspended for the 2020 season for his role with the Astros. Manford wrote in his report that for his role with the Astros, Manford wrote in his report that Watkins on at least some occasions during the 2018 season utilized the game feeds in the replay room in violations of MLB regulations to revise sign sequence information that he permissibly provided to players prior to the game. Yeah, that's flat out cheating. Sorry. If you're filming signs and then you're telling players if you see this, that's what the sign is. If you're filming it, then that's that's cheating. If you're on second base, though, and you're able to pick up what they're doing, then that's on them. They need to figure out better signs. But when you're using video, a video guy, a stat geek, sitting out there with his camera, that's cheating. And, of course, I love the Red Sox fans that are just, I'm sure that they'll be tweeting at me, at Rob Sounds Good. I know the, the gentleman from the pesky poll who, uh, who I had on the other day will be elated about this. Talking about, oh, this is just going to be the most awesome thing ever. The Red Sox are, have been exonerated. No, they haven't. <laughs> no, they haven't. 803-978-1832. 803-978-1832 is the number to call. If you want to join us here on the rundown this evening, this afternoon, by the way, right here on Fox Sports Radio 1400, around the world on the iHeartRadio app. My name is Rob Sanders. I'm on Twitter at Rob Sounds Good. Uh, tomorrow, we will. Uh, I'll tell you who I think teams are going to pick. Not who they should pick, but who they are going to pick. And when it comes to the NFL draft tomorrow, we'll get into that tomorrow afternoon as uh, we have our draft day special. All of that here on The Rundown. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio 1400. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Welcome back to the rundown. We'll get back to the Red Sox in just a moment, but uh, John says on Facebook Live, a top draft analyst says Burrow is a better prospect than Lawrence next year. I don't necessarily agree with this because Lawrence has a has a hose, but does Lawrence have the intangibles like Burrow, field position, work ethic, or field vision, work ethic, accuracy, etc.? You know, I don't like to try to compare the two of them together. 
you can go with the argument that they scored off with each other and uh, Burroughs took care of it. So that's fair. You can definitely get into that. Positive Mike says that Burrow has moxie. Chad says that Burrow had the best season ever, but I don't think he's the best ever. I'm not taking anything away from what Burrow did last season. Burrow had a great year last year. One of the best years ever. I'm not. That's the thing. And LSU fans get mad at me when I say stuff like this. They were the best team in college football last year. By far. By far. Nobody really had an opportunity to even really hang with them. They beat Clemson, who ended up being the second best team. Beat them by, what, 17 points? It's, this is not an indictment on LSU. It's, a, it's just a simple observation that Joe Burrow had so many things line up all together at once. Great passing game coordinator, a guy that was so talented that the Carolina Panthers made them his offensive coordinator. When's the last time a passing coordinator in college went straight up to the pros that quickly? Think about that for a minute. Think about all the great players that Burroughs had around him. Jefferson is going to be a first-round pick at wide receiver. Edwards Hilaire is one of the best running backs in the draft. They had 16 guys that ended up, uh, I think, 16 guys going to the combine. When you have that many players, you're good. This is not an indictment on LSU. It's just that I don't think the sample size is big enough. Just don't see it. The year before, he didn't have all of that stuff together at the same time, and he wasn't as good of a quarterback. Otherwise, he'd have two Heisman trophies. That's all. Couldn't get off the bench at Ohio State. I know he was injured. I get that. I know he was injured. 803-978-1832-803-978-1832 is the number to call. Chad on Facebook says, you know, I'm an LSU fan, but you're not wrong about this. Best ever season, not best ever QB. He did it for one year. Yeah. No, I'm, if we're talking about one year, you can't make any arguments against Joe Burrows. But you know what? I think it's fair to say... He had more talent around him at LSU than he'll have at Cincinnati when they draft him first. There'll probably be a drop-off as far as talent and team. Uh, the, and I'm not saying that LSU could beat them. Don't, I'm not saying that. I'm saying as far as overall talent. He may have had a better set of talent at LSU, and I think he had better coaches at LSU than what he's got in the NFL if he goes to Cincinnati. That and the sample size is just too small. Doesn't mean that I hate LSU. <laughs> Let's make sure that people understand that. Because I post that and everybody's like, oh, well, Rob, Rob, Rob doesn't like LSU. It's nothing to do with LSU. It could be any quarterback that did the same thing. Consistency is the most important thing to me. And one season at the high level, with everything that he had around him, that's what made Joe Burrow great. He didn't throw balls to himself. Okay? Is he does he have the arm and you know, he's one of those guys too when he when he walks into a huddle, he kind of owns the huddle. And that's something that you can't really teach. Either they've got it or they don't. I don't question his ability to lead people. You've seen that uh, even uh, last year, the year before when uh, he had his first season at LSU. 
He'd walk in and they were, okay, this is our guy. As a rookie, is he going to have that same thing where he goes into an, uh, a huddle and are the offensive linemen going to care? He has to make them care. 803-978-1832, 803-978-1832. If you can make them care, that's, that's when you can tell if he's going to have the, the capability to be a great NFL quarterback. Because you can be a guy that can make all the throws. What was it? Uh, Jeff George could make every throw. Throw the ball from here to the moon. But nobody respected him. If you don't respect the guy, it's not going to work. It's not going to work at all. So, everyone that's upset with me about the Joe Burrow thing, it's not an LSU thing, as I've said over and over and over again. Personally, I've said it for a long time, I think Chase Young's the best pick in the draft. If we're just looking at it like it's a stock where potential to be great, he's the safest pick in the draft. I think he'll have... You know, the typical 7-10 to year NFL career. I think that picking Burroughs, you have to, you can get bullied into that because you'll have the people talking about, oh, he's from Ohio and everything else and it just makes the most sense. I don't care where you're from. If you can play, you can play. If you can't, doesn't matter. And the storybook ending stuff never works out in the NFL. If it did, Tom Brady wouldn't be wearing a Buccaneers jersey this season. Rob Gronkowski would have walked out with his Super Bowl ring and not decided to come back. That, I mean, you don't get the storybook ending you want all the time. You don't get guys like Chipper Jones who play one year with one set team. You don't have that anymore. Things are completely different. If you remember earlier, we looked back at the 2010 draft. Sam Bradford played the number one pick overall, played like for five teams. Think about that for a minute. The number 25 pick in that draft was Tim Tebow. He's trying to play triple-A ball this year. If we can get out of the coronavirus stuff. 803-978-1832. is the number to call. If you want to join us on the rundown this afternoon, on Fox Sports Radio 1400, around the world on the iHeartRadio app. Appreciate you guys uh, taking some time out today. Another comment from the Facebook folks, Manning, Farr, Montana, Wilson, Mahomes. They all struggle with that Cincy roster and coaching staff. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, you don't have to be drafted first overall to be a game-changing quarterback. You really don't. I venture to say that the number one picks generally haven't been the best as of right now. So there's that. I'm thinking that if I'm a quarterback and, I, and there's a guy like Herbert or Love or Tonga Viola, I don't want to be the number one overall pick. I don't want to be the number one overall pick. I want to be picked like where Deshaun Watson was picked, 12th, 14th, whatever it was, with a franchise that was 7-9 and nine the year before and just needs that quarterback to kind of push them over the edge. That's where you want to go. Going number one overall to a team that's horrible, yeah, who wants that? Appreciate you guys listening to The Rundown. I'm Rob Sanders. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Rob Sounds Good. Also, this afternoon from 4 to 6, Lawton Swan with Clemson Sports Talk. He is the czar of Clemson Sports. Now, I know you hear Clemson Sports on the marquee and you're thinking, oh, gosh, 
he's just going to talk about Danny Ford and Deshaun Watson and everything else. No, it's not what it's about. I'll give you Gamecock fans a secret. Find your five favorite Gamecock fans. Two of them listen to Clemson Sports Talk because they like Lawton Swan. So there you go with that. The show that shakes the Southland, Clemson Sports Talk, every day from 4 to 6. And Teddy Hefner in the mornings from 9 to noon. Teddy doing all kind of stuff this morning. He kind of agreed with me on Burrow, saying, uh, I think he said, uh, yeah, Burrow could be you know, a Pro Bowl pick or he could be a bust. Way to commit, Teddy. <laughs> be sure to listen to Teddy this morning or every morning from 9 to noon as uh, he breaks down the world of sports. Teddy's been doing this a long time. He definitely knows what he's talking about. When we come back, Gus Malzahn is tweeting out stuff against Alabama on Twitter. I'll tell you about that and a lot more. Some NCAA rule changes. Those are interesting, too. One of them may come from Alabama complaining. At least that's what Gus Malzahn says. I'll tell you about that and a lot more in just a moment. You're listening to The Rundown. This is Fox Sports Radio 1400. Welcome back to The Rundown on Fox Sports Radio 1400. You can call the show at 803-978-1832. Final segment of the show today, ladies and gentlemen. You know, I would say we're one step closer to the weekend, but we all are locked down like, uh, I don't know. I don't know what term I can use on the air that won't get me in trouble. I'm ready for the quarantine stuff to end. I want everybody to be safe. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying we should all go and, and, and have things back immediately the way it was before but man i'm ready for this to get over with i really am anyway as i shouted out to the crowd out there and they're like yeah we agree with you idiot normally we listen to you in the car in our cubicle but i'm having to listen to my house on the iheart radio app hear you complain every day about joe burrow get off the burrow thing rob yeah all right after Tomorrow, I'll talk about Burrow. Uh, actually, from Monday, it'll be a Burrow-free show. We won't, we won't talk about Burrow anymore. And it's not like I'm bashing him anyway. But I'll tell you who I do bash. That'll be the University of Alabama. Why? Because it seems like Alabama complains a lot about everything. But we're Alabama. We, we play in the SEC, and we shouldn't have we should set up our non-conference schedule where we play UT Martin, and then we play, oh, I don't know, insert your small, 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 small school here, simply because they say they play in the SEC. And let's be honest, their West schedule is generally is tough because they've got to play LSU, and Auburn is pretty good every year, all right? But their cross, their cross rival in the East is Tennessee, who sucks on the national front anyway. And they get stomped in the face every year that they play Alabama for the longest period of time. Okay? It's not like Alabama is every year playing Georgia. It's not like they're playing Florida every single year. But I like to pick at Alabama because they're the worst about it. They don't want to schedule home-and-homes with anybody because it's almost like you have to kiss the Nick Saban ring. Okay? Oh, well, we'll we'll play with you at a neutral site. Or we'll play one game or two games in Tuscaloosa and then we'll play one game at a neutral site. We're not going. We're not going to go and play a game at your place. Are you out of your mind? 
We're not going to do that. We're Alabama. We've got like 8,000 titles. I mean, only, what, 20 of them are real or whatever, but we claim 8,000 because the Dixiecrat, you know, support group or whatever, support newspaper says we won a title in 1962 or whatever it is. They have like the most claimed titles ever or unclaimed titles or whatever it is. They claim they're national champions when in all actuality the NCAA says that they're only national champions in one set time. We can get into that at some other point. But it was interesting because uh, Gus Malzahn took to Twitter, or it could have been somebody that was running Gus Malzahn's Twitter account, because let's be honest, a lot of coaches, unless you're named Lane Kiffin, are probably too good for Twitter. But his Twitter account supposedly... uh, kind of uh, went over one of the new NCAA rules. So Auburn did cause controversy before halftime of the Iron Bowl this past year, kicking a field goal after the refs said a signal for the clock to start went running with just one second left. Nick Saban and Alabama fans, of course, were mad with the officials allowing the play to stand. It ended up being huge, though, as the Tigers went 48-45. to On Tuesday, the NCAA announced a rule that would prevent a similar situation from happening again. Malzahn tweeted out, interesting rule change, kind of a uh, a puzzling emoji, hashtag War Eagle, and it reads the rule. Additionally, the panel approved a clock administration rule regarding instant replay. If the game clock expires at the end of a half and replay determines that there was time remaining and the clock should start on the referee's signal after review, there must be at least three seconds remaining when the ball uh, should have been declared dead to restore the time clock. So he does have a leg to stand on. They basically watched that game. And you're wondering if Nick Saban didn't pick up the phone and was like, hey, we're Alabama. They can't do that to us. We don't necessarily agree with the rule, so therefore it can't happen. Okay, you may, you may screw us over this year. That's how Alabama fans think. But we're going to whine and gripe and complain to the NCAA next year, and this won't happen again. That's basically what that says to me. What a, a, that's just, the, the way that that looks just screams of like, you know, your teenage daughters just telling on each other. Well, yeah, I was kissing a boy, but... My sister leaves the house at night and goes out and visits him after dark. It's one of those type things. That's how I see it anyway. 803-978-1832. 803-978-1832. There were some other, in, there were some other rules that the NCAA put out there. Some of them make sense. Uh, the targeting rule. For the first time, players call for targeting. They had the whole thing where they'd have like the occult camera on them where you had to watch them walk out. Like it was almost like um, like they were being led to prison. That's kind of how it looked. But they can actually stay. They don't have to be leave the field. They can stay on the field and watch the game. They're just ejected from the game. And I kind of like that. Kind of like that. The NCAA also did some stuff to kind of make the games go a little bit faster. Who's sick of replay taking forever? I think it's worse when like uh, ESPN at first was taking like a clock and they were showing the clock on how long the replay is going. And you're sitting there and you're thinking, man, just get the game going. 
I do think the play should be right, but they got to figure out how to make it quicker. They've limited video reviews to two minutes in length, although notes that exceptionally complicated or end-of-game replays may exceed the two-minute limit. At least they're trying to make the game faster. At least they're trying. 803-978-1832 if you want to get involved with the road down this afternoon. Uh, Of course... Uh, They also allow players to wear the number zero. Who's going to be the first to go out there and sport the number zero? And then this is interesting, too. Referees now have jurisdiction over the game 90 minutes before kickoff. Previously, that number was set at 60 minutes. Now, why is that important? Because when you have a dust-up at the beginning of the game, sort of like uh, the Belk Bowl last year, when uh, Lynn J. Bowden got into a fight with half the team that they were playing, you can't have that. The refs can actually get in and throw flags and everything else and stop that. So that's kind of a, a big deal because you keep a lot of that pregame stuff down. But if the coaches are out there doing what they're supposed to do and you don't have a bunch of crazy people on your team, that's not going to happen anyway. But when you have all that testosterone in one spot, people can get stupid. Imagine that. That's why Lawton Swan, by the way, is at home. Normally, he's at home because of the, the corona stuff, but it's good that he's at home. Because you can't have both of us in the same studio at the same time. That wouldn't work out too well. So I could see where if you have a whole bunch of testosterone on the field at once, the same thing could happen. I mentioned Lawton Swan because he comes at you here in about five minutes. Tomorrow, we'll have the NFL draft. I'll tell you who I think they're going to pick, and I'm going to tell you who I think they should pick. All right, we'll have that tomorrow. Because I've been working on this for a little bit. And... I do it on a, on a risk-reward type situation here. And, and I look at each pick as, as like, okay, this is the number one safest pick, and then move your way down. Do you need this person too, by the way? Certain teams don't need a quarterback, et cetera, et cetera. So we'll talk about that tomorrow on the rundown. Also, um, uh, Jeff Barnes is going to join us, the Hammond Athletic Director. Have him on talking a little bit about uh, the schools and how uh, fall sports can still get underway. Are they going to be able to work out during the summer? What's his opinion on all of that? We're trying to get a hold of Jeff Barnes in the next couple of days, the athletic director over at Hammond High School, and get some of his thoughts about uh, the high school situation around here because uh, this could have reaching effects into the fall as far as preparation goes. All right, podcast for this show will be up this afternoon about 5 o'clock. If you missed it, be sure to check that out. We have also have um, the Twitter feed. I'm on Twitter, at Rob Sounds Good. I tweet out random stuff throughout the day. Red Sox fans are hating me right now, and that's fine. They're cheaters. At least they were in 2018. I'll be tweeting out about that here shortly. More of the rundown tomorrow. Clemson Sports Talk is next. Thanks for listening to Fox Sports Radio 1400. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.